Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. A thank you to our Jay Webb and hello everyone. Glad you are here with us. You know, in recent times, the idea of simplifying our lives seems to be gaining momentum. Decluttering is becoming popular, and we have all known the term spring cleaning for many years. May I ask, are there some old things you need to move out of your life spiritually? Let's talk about those in just a moment. First of all, we appreciate you listening today. We'd like for you to take a moment and to like and follow the International Gospel Hour at Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at our underscore gospel. You may keep up with our latest works, where the International Gospel Hour is in your area. The International Gospel Hour is on social media. Stay in touch with us as we stay in touch with you and keep you updated of the good things the Lord is doing with our labors. And now... We are speaking of the old things we need to move out of our lives, and spiritually speaking, we asked, are there some old things of which we should rid ourselves? As we think on this, consider our lesson text from 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 through 21. From 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with verse 17, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. And we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. May the Lord bless us with the reading and the hearing and the application of his word. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things, dear friends, not a few, all things. And dear friends, all means all. And in verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 5, we see why we are new creations in Christ. And while old things are passed away, and all things become new, it's because all things are of God. Let me ask at this point, in light of our lesson text, how does God declutter? I want you to notice two words in our lesson text of 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with verse 17 and going through verse 21. Please notice the word reconciled in verse 18. Please see reconciliation in 18 as well as in 19, and then reconciled in verse 20. Do you think God was trying to make a point by using this word over and over? 
Reconcile means to change or exchange from enmity to friendship. From enmity or ill will to friendship. As we've noted, we've seen this word used several times in this context. It's the thought and the idea of coming back to the Lord. That no matter what an individual has done, they can come to God or come back to God. I appreciate the following from my brother in Christ and my friend, Neil Pollard. I love the observations that he brought forth about the word reconcile. And he used the letter M with his points. He said, first of all, we change our lives and exchange the world for the man of reconciliation, who is Christ. Number two, we change our lives and exchange the world for the message of reconciliation, and that's the Word of God. Third, we change our lives and exchange the world for the ministry of reconciliation. We become servants. We live differently. There is a great change, and we serve differently. And verse 20, number four, we change our lives and exchange the world because of the mandate of reconciliation, a plea to ourselves and to others to be ye reconciled to God. The man of reconciliation is Christ. The message of reconciliation, the Word of God. The ministry of reconciliation, we become servants. And the mandate of reconciliation, a plea to ourselves to remind us and a plea to others. Again, I appreciate my friend Neil Pollard for these thoughts. When we look at that word reconcile, it's a beautiful word, word, folks. It's a beautiful word to help us come out of a world that has an enmity or a bad relationship with God. After all, we are taught to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2, verse 15. We can be reconciled. Now, let's look at another word from our lesson text, the word ambassadors. This is defined as an official representative sent by a power to conduct the business of that power. I love the research of this word that says we now have the experience in the change from old to new. As an ambassador for Christ, we can tell others the great reconciliation that came unto us according to the Lord. We can speak from experience, if you will. When I go back and look at our lesson text, if there is one in Christ, he's that new creation. Old things have passed away, all things are new for him. And now we have the ministry of reconciliation. And that when we are ambassadors for Christ, God would plead through us, or we can show what God has done for us, what Christ has done for us. We have the experience in the change from old to new. You know, there are occasions somebody may say, well, I'm afraid I just don't know enough to teach somebody. Dear friends, that kind of thinking needs to go away because the word ambassadors and having the experience in the change, anyone that has become a Christian knows enough to tell someone else what God has done for them, the new creation they are in Christ Jesus. I love these two words from our lesson text, reconcile and ambassadors. And now, through God, let's do a little decluttering. Spiritually speaking, let's look at some old things that have got to go. 
Let's do a little spiritual spring cleaning, if you will. Let's stop hoarding the things of the world, and let's move them out. I'll give you the first one. When we look at the first one, everything else will fall in place. Some old things that have got to go, the old serpent called Satan. He's called that old serpent in Revelation 12 and verse 9 and Revelation 20 and verse 2. He is that old serpent. Have you ever looked at the descriptions of the devil? How about, first of all, the devil, or old Satan himself, is a deceiver. He was a murderer from the beginning, according to John 8, verses 43 and 44. We know that he is a liar. He is called a roaring lion that walks about seeking the ones that he may devour, as Peter talks about him in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. He takes the spiritual sight of people away from them. He will strike them blind. According to Second Corinthians 4 and verse 4, that speaks of the God of this world and noted, and please note rather, that is noted as a little g, God of this world. He has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. Now, dear friends, whether one wants to admit it or not, it is one or the other. We either serve Christ or we serve the devil. And how one lives decides which one remains and which one has got to go. Can we not see the obvious answer that the old serpent himself, Satan, is the one that has got to go? You know, we think more about Satan and we think about his life. We think about the things that he has done as we read from the Bible. When we look in Matthew, the fourth chapter, he tempted Christ to follow him. And each, Christ, each time, rather, Christ always responded with, It is written. And dear friends, when we know the Word of God will help us to stand against the wiles of the devil, as we learn in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Before we put that old armor of God on, that faithful armor, we understand and we realize the wiles of the devil. He is a wily creation. He is one that will use a variety of things to get at us. You know, I think about the wiles of the devil, and when I read that verse, I probably am going to age myself here, but I cannot help but to think of the old Roadrunner cartoon that used to be on Saturday morning. Remember the Looney Tunes cartoons, and look, if you're a younger listener to our audience, uh, you can find them on YouTube. Actually, they're a lot of fun to watch. But the Roadrunner was always pursued by Wild E. Coyote. Now, his name, his first name was Wild, W-I-L-E. His middle initial was E and then Coyote. Put it all together. A wily coyote, which means he was always looking for some way, somehow, to capture the roadrunner. He was a wily individual. Well, Satan is much more a wily individual. His wiles, his creations, the things that he will do that will deceive mankind. And he is far worse than that old coyote on the roadrunner. Folks, I don't want to be a spoiler, but just in case you would like to know, the coyote never caught the roadrunner. There was one time that he did, and he was made smaller, and the roadrunner was bigger. And when he finally caught him, he held up a sign and said, Okay, wise guy, what do I do now? 
In reality, he was never fast enough to catch the roadrunner. And dear friends, through Christ, we do not need to let Satan, that old serpent, capture our lives. And dear friends, once again, whether one would want to admit it or not, we either follow Christ or we follow the devil. And if we're faithful to Christ and we're living for him, then quite obviously the devil does not have a part in our lives. We need to think on these things, dear friends, and to cast that old serpent out of our lives, Satan himself. Let's pause here for a moment and mention something that I uh, just brought up about when Jesus was tempted in Matthew 4. You know, dear friends, let's pause from our study for a moment, and I want to offer something to you. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus would reply to the devil, beginning with the words, It is written. And what will help us battle that old serpent is to know what is written, the Word of God. At the International Gospel Hour, we would love to help you in a study of the Word of God and study of what is written through a free Bible correspondence course. That's right, dear friends. The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you can study in the privacy of your own home. All you've got to do is call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name and address and just simply say, I want the home study. That's all you have to do. And again, just call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, your address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab, and leave us the same information there. Your name, your address, and just type in, please send the home study. Whether you call us or write us, we will do our best to send you this study as soon as possible. You can work on it at your own pace. When you send, uh, when you send them back, you can also receive some others. And we would love to keep you as one of our students here at the International Gospel Hour. So in between listening to our program, we have an opportunity for you to study on your own. Please take advantage of it today. Again, it's absolutely free. Everything we offer here at the International Gospel Hour for reading or study of God's Word is absolutely free. And we would love to hear from you. All right, back to our study. We cast out the old serpent, Satan. But number two, we cast off the old man of sin. The old man of sin has got to go. How is that old man of sin put away? Well, let's allow Paul to answer that from Romans, the sixth chapter, beginning with verse one. Paul writes, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid! How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead, or up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. The Christian has put the old man of sin away through his baptism into Christ, 
And the Christian must keep that old man of sin away. Now, dear friends, we realize that when we mention baptism, that there are those in the religious world that do not see baptism as something that is necessary. It may be something good. But, dear friends, when I look at the text of Romans 6, when Paul says, So many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Well, dear friends, until I'm baptized into Christ, I'm not baptized into his death. And yet his death was when his blood was shed. When I'm baptized into Christ and I'm baptized into his death, would that not bring me in contact with his blood? Absolutely. When we see we are buried with him by baptism into death, that baptism is a burial according to what Paul has written. And when Christ was raised up from the dead, we also should walk in newness of life. And then we note, if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, which means we are buried with him in baptism, and we're raised up, we come out of the water, if you will, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, we would go down into the water, we would come up out of the water. The baptism of John in Matthew, the third chapter, had the same elements there. They went down into the water with John and came up out of the water. We also note the eunuch in Acts the 8th chapter. When he saw there was water, what would hinder him to be baptized in Acts 8 verses 35 and following? Peter told him, or rather Philip told him, if he believed with all his heart that he could, and that he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They stopped the chariot and both went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And when the eunuch came up out of the water, he went on his way rejoicing. Well, I'd go on my way rejoicing, too, to know that I would be in the likeness of the resurrection of Christ. And here's what I'll know when I rise up. Here is what the eunuch knew when he went on his way rejoicing. Here is what the Apostle Paul knew as Saul when he had his sins washed away. Here is what they knew on the day of Pentecost when 3,000 were baptized. They rejoiced in the fact that their old men of sin, or the old man of sin for each of them, was crucified, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Praise God, they went down into that water as a sinner and came up with the Savior. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. And henceforth, we should not serve sin. Now let's think on this, of the reminder to the Christian To put away that old man of sin, but folks, I want to submit to you. The devil will come harder, and he will come faster. Because he had us once, and he no longer has us. And when we look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 21 through 24, we are reminded that Paul is writing unto the saints at Ephesus, chapter 1 and verse 1. We know these individuals had already obeyed the gospel, as we note in Acts, the 19th chapter. But in Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 21, Paul tells these Christians, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, putting these things away is a steady, needful thing. Again, the devil will pursue us harder than ever as Christians because he once had us, but he no longer does. 
Why would he pursue if he already has us? Now notice that they had put off concerning their former conduct, the old man, and he reminds them to be renewed in the spirit of their mind and put on the new man. You be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He's already writing to Christians. He's pleading with them of their renewal that they should do day by day. Remember Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, he's writing there to Christians, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now listen to Romans 12 verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You be renewed in your minds. Ephesians 4.23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see, dear friends, we want to ask this question. Do you need to destroy this old man of sin? As we have discussed things today, and as you study the word of God, Do you need to rid yourself of the old man of sin? If you have rid yourself of the old man of sin, dear friends, but you find yourself back into the world doing those things that you once did before, that's not renewing your mind, dear friends. That is just stewing over the old sin that has come back into your life. And dear friends, please don't do that. Do you need to destroy that old man of sin? You see, if we destroy that old serpent called Satan... If we can move him out of our lives and then move that sin of our lives, move that sin out that he had brought upon us so hard and so strong, then, dear friends, we're able to walk as new creations in Christ, as our lesson text of 2 Corinthians 5.17 instructs. We are able to be reconciled unto Christ. We're able to commit or have committed unto us the word of reconciliation we can plead with others and let others see here's what christ did for me and here's what he can do for you and we can speak from experience there is no sweeter vision no thing to see better than an individual who once lived a life unfaithful to god who did not live a life for god come to god and change his life and to god be the glory Dear friends, we have talked today about some old things that have got to go. And as we mentioned moments ago, we once again mentioned that if you would love to study these things further, maybe we've talked about the old man of sin that needs to be put away, and you'd like to look at that a little further, I want to remind you of our free Bible study course that you can have by mail. You can study in the privacy of your own home. You can take your time. Research the scriptures, study it on your own, and all you've got to do is call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-IGH-6988, and here's all you've got to say. Your name, your address, and please send me the home study. We've had people that have requested our studies, and we are delighted to send them absolutely free. And give it a try and see what you think. Now, if you'd rather go online at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab and send us an email. We would be glad to receive your email that way, and we would love to be able to send you the Bible course. Again, with that in regard, just give us your name, your address, and please type, send the home study, and we'll send it as soon as possible. We need to declutter our lives of sin, and we need to move some things out, and we need to move onward. And dear friends, once we move that old serpent Satan out and the old man of sin, 
then we are able to embrace the new covenant of Christ that we study and learn about in Hebrews chapter 8, and to see how the Lord had taken the old covenant out of the way and nailed it to his cross, Colossians 2.14 and Hebrews the ninth chapter. We'll be able to study the Word of God to be able to rightly divide the Word of Truth as we see in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Again, dear friends, do you need to declutter your life? Do you need to clear some things out? Let's think about one more thing before we wrap up our study tonight or wrap up our study at this day, whether you're listening to us in the night or in the morning, wherever you're listening to us. Dear friends, Whether it's morning or night, it is always a blessing to know that we do not have to delay in changing our lives. And in any way we can help you here at the International Gospel Hour, we would be glad to do so. Just let us know what we can do and how we can help. We want to leave you with these words of Scripture and then one more brief illustration. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. How does one get into Christ? Well, we noted that moments ago from Romans 6 and verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. When we're baptized into Christ based upon our faith in Christ as commanded in Hebrews 11:6, and our repentance in Luke 13 verse 3 and Acts 2:38, and then also the confession of Christ as the Son of God as Peter did in Acts the 16th chapter in verse 16, And as the eunuch did in Acts 8.37, we're baptized into Christ, we're added to Christ, we're added to His church, Acts 2.47, and we begin a faithful life with the Lord, Revelation 2 and verse 10. In his book, Lee, The Last Years, Charles Flood reports that after the Civil War, Robert E. Lee visited a Kentucky lady who took him to the remains of a grand old tree in front of her house. She bitterly cried that its limbs and trunk had been destroyed by artillery fire. She looked to leave for a word to condemn the North or at least sympathize with her loss. And after a brief silence, Lee simply said, Cut it down, my dear madam, and forget it. Dear friends, there are things in our lives we need to cut down and forget. And God can make that possible. Let's continue our studies together, shall we? I'm Jeff Archie. Thanks for joining me today. And dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Glory.